This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Donna Anderson. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Saturday afternoon. We're going to touch on a subject that we've never really hit on on Savvy Broadcasting, and that is what happens if you come across a sociopath and end up marrying one? You've written a book, Senior Sociopath, How to Recognize and Escape Lifelong Abusers. And this really can hit anyone at any age, but your book really hits on if you're an older uh, person and you get with uh, not good sociopaths. And what is he, what is that even? Uh, we're going to go into all of that, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about your backstory and what even prompted you to write your book. Well, um, I married a sociopath. Uh, this guy turned out to be a complete con artist. Mm. He thought that we had this wonderful future together because we had so much in common on a business side. And he considered himself to be an entrepreneur. He actually told me that he was the next Walt Disney. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I believed him. But this was mm. long before we knew about these predators uh, who are all among us. But anyway, he took a quarter million dollars from me. He cheated with at least six different women during our two and a half year relationship. Mm -hmm. He had a child with one of those women. And then 10 days after I left him, not 10 days after we divorced, but 10 days after I left him, he married the mother of the child, which was the second time he committed bigamy. And mm -hmm. this behavior, once I started finding out what was going on, it my head was spinning. It made no sense to me. And I told my therapist about his outrageous betrayals. And she said, he sounds like a sociopath. And I'm like, sociopath, what's that? <laughs> and uh, my background was journalism and uh, marketing communications. And when I realized what was going on, I realized that I had a story that needed to be told. So I launched my website, which is called lovefraud.com. And since then, I've written eight books. This is the eighth book uh, on the topic. And I just hope to alert people of these folks who are out there. 
Yeah. Now this is an actual clinical di diagnosis. Um, now you've heard people just kind of randomly put out, he's a psychopath or he's a um, sociopath. And, and I don't think people have an understanding what those words mean. Can, can you give an understanding? What is a sociopath? Okay. Well, um, actually now the word sociopath is no longer an official clinical diagnosis. It used oh. to be, but it no longer is. Uh, now, for that particular disorder, they use the term antisocial personality disorder. Which doesn't However, sound as bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when the term was first introduced back in 1930, it originally meant anything deviated or pathological in social relations. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how I use the term on love fraud, because it turns out that there are multiple disorders in which the behaviors are similar. For example, I just mentioned antisocial personality disorder, but there's also narcissistic personality disorder, mm. uh, borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and psychopathy. And oh what God. these disorders have in common is that the people who have them exploit and manipulate those around them in order to get what they want. Now, for the point of view of the target, which is me and you and anybody else who gets uh, hooked by one of these folks, the precise clinical diagnosis doesn't matter. We just need to know that they're out there and we need to avoid all of them. So that's why I use the word sociopath as it was originally intended to talk about all of these folks in, in, in one category, because we need to know that there are people out there who simply do not think the same that way that we do. They're motivated totally differently and we, we need to be very careful about them. Well, now that, that is totally wow. So how do you even begin to recognize if someone is a sociopath? And am I, you know, you mentioned the fact that they influence people probably in a not good manner, but how do you begin to recognize anyone around you who might be a sociopath or, or trying to manipulate you? Well, they, once you understand that they're out there, you can start to recognize them. They do seem to have a lot of traits in common. For example, many of them are charismatic and charming, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is kind of unfortunate because <laughs> they, they seem to be, you know, a lot of fun to be around. Um, they all tend to lie, although mm -hmm. unfortunately we don't realize that they're lying until after the fact or, or when we're able to do some more uh, exploration. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to need a lot of excitement. Uh, they also tend to be promiscuous, which we may come across mm. in the business world. Um, but a couple of signs that are um, that you will see that are kind of not as appealing, shall we say, yeah. is that they tend to blame other people for everything that goes wrong. They don't take responsible uh, responsibility for anything. And um, they engage in what we call the pity play. They try to make you feel sorry for them. Mm -hmm. uh, then, of course, there's there's aggression, there's hostility, which you may or may not see uh, because they can keep it under wraps when necessary. Um, but there's this there's there's this whole group of traits that people need to be aware of. In fact, my second book uh, was called Red Flags of Love Fraud, 10 Signs You're Dating a Sociopath. Well, and that's the one where I lay out exactly what the traits are uh, to watch out for, at least as far as uh, romantic relationships are concerned. Although the sociopaths tend to use the same strategies in business situations, they just modify it depending on who it is that they're trying to draw in. 
You know, interesting, you mentioned something that they're charming. And I had heard way back that charm is not something you're born with, it's something actually you put on like a suit. And the same thing goes for nice. People aren't really nice per se, it's a, it's a cloth you put on. Um, and so to be aware, if someone seems really charming, like I heard Ted Bundy was super charming, but he, uh, a serial killer. Um, so, you know, charming something you put on, uh, what, constitute someone who's trying to be charming? Is it something that's just being overly nice to you? And uh, what, what does it look like? Well, first of all, I'm not sure that I would agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that there are definitely people who just have an inborn talent, you know, for re relationships and for mm -hmm. being nice and, and for knowing how to um, draw people in. Mm -hmm. um, but at least in the term of these um, sociopaths and psychopaths and Ted Bundy was certainly a psychopath and yes he fit all the criteria and charm was one of them um they tend to be magnetic they tend to be larger in life uh, when I met my ex-husband I mean he was he was this superman I I thought I was meeting someone who was who was going to be the next Walt Disney and and they just they just have this confidence about them and they just move forward and it's it's you really kind of feel special when you're mm -hmm. in their orbit and, you know, they kind of know this and they use it and to manipulate people. Um, but they often tend to be, or seem to be larger than life. You know, some of those traits sound like if you use them for good could be awesome and you can make exactly. great change in the world. It exactly. depends on how you're using it. Like all things, it could be used for evil or good. And if you use some of those traits, like if you're, you know, know how to connect with people and draw them in, have a great vision, you can create great things in the world or you can create really havoc and mess. That's true. In fact, you know, um, there's a man by the name of uh, Dr. Robert Hare, who is a psychologist, and he developed an instrument, which is essentially a test. It's, it's how they evaluate psychopaths. Mm -hmm. And um, it's called the Psychopathy Checklist Revised, you know, very interesting title. <laughs> but anyway, um, his definition of a psychopath is more narrow than the definition used by the clinicians for antisocial personality disorder. These two disorders are very similar, but not precisely the same. And Dr. Hare anticipates that about 1% of the general population would meet his definition of a psychopath. Mm -hmm. However, he also tested corporate executives, and he found that three and a half percent of corporate executives meet the definition of a psychopath. So that means there's three and a half times more psychopaths in the corner office than there is on the street. Hmm. Now, maybe, though, you know, some of those traits in a positive matter actually are probably needed for that environment, perhaps, but it's not good in a love environment, um, but maybe in that context, it works well. Well, know. not necessarily. Think hmm. Bernie Madoff, you know, oh. I mean, he's he's a classic or <laughs> or you think of the guys who were running uh, Enron or WorldCom, you know, hmm. I mean, there was a lot of speculation that these folks were psychopaths. In hmm. fact, um, there's one study that came out a few years ago uh, when they were uh, talking about the 2008 financial crisis. And this researcher believes that the crisis was called by psychopaths in the financial industry messing around with other people's money. Mm. All right, that's not positive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But let's say some of our listeners are older and have started in the dating market. Some people, you know, a lot of, like I said before our interview, 
a lot of these savvy business owners are business owners who've started later in life. They had other careers, vocations, kids went off to college, maybe they had a life threatening illness and they decided second chapter, I'm starting a business. Now, um, and same goes for dating. Sometimes you've become divorced, your your um, significant other has passed on and you start to enter the dating world. What does someone listening in have to pay attention to as far as signs looking for a dating partner or significant other as far as to you know, not get hooked up with a psychopath. Well, what I started to say, mm -hmm. uh, as far as, you know, they tend to be charming, they tend to engage in something called love bombing. And what mm -hmm. that means is that they shower you with attention and affection. They want to be with you all the time. They think you're wonderful and they're planning dates six months in advance. And, um, you know, it, it's just really over the top. Uh, they also engage in this phenomenon that I call the sudden soulmate. What that means is that when you meet this person, you feel like you've met the person you've been waiting for all your life and, and you just seem to have so much in common. Well, there's a reason for that. And the reason is that the sociopath studies you, figures out what it is that you're looking for, and then makes himself or herself into that person. Uh, you, you also tend to see this Jekyll and Hyde personality. One minute they love you, the next minute they hate you, and you can't figure out what happened in between. And, you know, so there's, there are these signs. So what I would say is that people need to educate themselves. You know, it's actually a three-step process to, to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. The first is to know that they exist. And this is actually the hardest part. I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, I never knew people like this existed. You know, well, they do. And, and we need to educate ourselves about that. The mm -hmm. second is to know the warning signs. And I just went through a few of those. But the third is to trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all have instincts. We all have intuition. And intuition is like baked into the human existence specifically to protect us from predators. So if you get a gut feeling or the hair is going on back uh, is going up on the back of your neck or, or something like that, pay attention because it probably is your intuition warning you of danger. Wow. Uh, you hit on so many positive, uh, well, good tips for people to pay attention to over the top. Uh, I, I've dated people like that early in my dating um, life. And it's like, it's so overwhelming. It's like flowers, this and this. it's like, slow down. And, and the fact that you're being studied and, and why it seems too good to be true. Well, you'll get this feeling inside like, hmm, this seems a little too good to be true. And that is one of the warning signs like you're your instincts are trying to tell you, hey, hey, wait up, everything is just too perfect here. Let's just examine this. And I think often uh, you mentioned early that, you know, most people don't think like this. So we, we assume everyone out there thinks like we do. Like if someone does something horrible, you can't imagine why they do that because you wouldn't do something horrible like that, like kill someone or, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, so trust your instincts when something deep inside of you is saying something's not right here. That's so critical. And, you know, this is actually gets to the root of the problem. The fact is that there are millions of sociopaths living among us. You know, mm -hmm. depending on which study you look at, the estimates range from five and a half percent to 17 and a half percent of the population mm -hmm. could have uh, one of those disorders that they're called cluster B personality disorders by the clinicians. And um, so, what that means, if, if, um, if we take a midpoint of about 12%, 
If 12% of adults in the United States have one of these cluster B personality disorders, that means we live among 31 million sociopaths, okay? And they're everywhere. They're just absolutely everywhere. And all cities and states, all demographic groups, all professions. I've heard, in fact, you know, in the research that I do, one of the questions that I've asked frequently was, you know, did the person you knew who you believe was a sociopath um, ever falsely claim to be these certain roles? And the biggest one is, you know, religious or clergy. Like 20% of people said that the person they knew was falsely claiming to be spiritual, born again, or even a member of the clergy, you know, mm-hmm. so, so they take on these roles, uh, specifically in order to impress people. So, so do they take on certain authoritarian roles that people oh, feel yeah. comfortable with. Yeah, well, like, the next okay. one is, you know, military and law enforcement, you know, or special forces. My ex claimed, you know, that he was uh, a Vietnam veteran in special forces. He was never in the military. You know, oh, he, God. he actually joined the local Vietnam Veterans Association. He was a keynote speaker at a Veterans Day parade and was never in the military. That's Wow. Well, now I'm curious. Um having written all your books and worked with a lot of people and we're trying to wake people up to notice this and first become aware, is there anything maybe a parent can do if they start to see these exhibit signs in their children? Can we try to thwart it? Is, or maybe is someone listening and going, hey, I think I might be a sociopath. Can you get away from that? Is there a way to or? Okay, well, a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as someone who wonders about whether they themselves are a sociopath, if that worries them, they're not a sociopath oh. because real sociopaths, <laughs> real sociopaths do not worry about how their behavior affects others. Now, mm-hmm. as far as parents with children, um, yeah, that can be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I've spoken to plenty of people who realize that they've been involved with a sociopath and they had children with this person. And then the child starts to exhibit these signs. So if you can start working with a child very young, uh, there is an opportunity to make it so that they don't become disordered, uh, maybe, um, because these conditions are highly genetic. And so what that means is that a person, a child can be born with a predisposition to these disorders. And then depending on the environment that they grow up in and the parenting that they receive, that will influence whether or not the disorders actually come to fruition. So if you can start working with someone like babe in arms, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then you, you may have a shot at it. But once you get, once somebody becomes an adult, you know, once they're in their twenties, there's really no therapy that has proven to cure any of these disorders. Wow. So it seems like this disorder, as you were saying, it's genetic, it comes from, you know, it's, it's ingrained in you. It's not like uh, it was something that it's a learned behavior that's um, nurtured into you. It's more genetic basis. There, there's definitely a genetic foundation. Now, it may be possible, you know, with um, the right kind of parenting, and, and this is actually really new information. This, this has only come out in the past few years, you know, that you may be able to influence it because essentially what happens is these children are not born with the ability to love. Okay, it it doesn't come natural to them. They're very independent. Uh, They they don't seem to need their mothers. They don't need to seem to need people. So essentially what happens is that they need to be taught 
how to love. They need to be taught how to value um, close relationships with people. And it, it, it may be possible if you start young enough to do that. Um, but there are some cases in which it, it's the, what they call the genetic insult. The, the, the genetics are so strong that they can't be overcome because I've spoken to, you know, plenty of parents who did everything, you know, did everything they could, took them to therapy, you know, mm -hmm. did all the um, unconditional love and everything like that. And it made no difference. So, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is a possibility as well. And most of the sociopaths that we're talking about, do most of them end up in a life of crime or is it kind of just they manipulate people, but it doesn't really turn into a criminal life or what have you found? Um, not not necessarily a life of crime. In mm -hmm. fact, um, in this most recent book, Senior Sociopaths, that was one of the things that I asked about. Now, in this particular book, um, the way I put it together was that I surveyed my love fraud readers um, specifically about people who they believed were sociopathic and were over were age 50 or older. I mean, that's, that's who we talked about. And the reason that I did this is because there is this prevailing view in the mental health field that sociopaths burn out in their 40s and stop engaging in antisocial behavior. Well, this made no sense to me because <laughs> my ex-husband was older than that when I met him. You know, he was embezzling for, well, not embezzling, he was manipulating me and uh, exploiting me. And he continued to do it after I, I divorced him. So there were, there, were, there were victims before me, there were victims after me. Mm -hmm. So I was also hearing the same thing from my readers. It was like, you know, I was hearing from all these people who were involved with folks who were 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and still doing it. So my goal was to document that this does happen and that they do not burn out. And that's what I was able to do. In, in fact, um, I had more than uh, 2,100 people filled out the initial survey and about 40% of them knew the individuals both before and after the age of 50. And I asked, you know, what happened to their behavior before and after 50? 91% said their deceit, manipulation, or antisocial behavior was just as bad or worse as they aged. So, you know, they, these people do not change. Uh, they, they do not get better. And yes. this is the main message. I mean, folks need to know that because I hear from people who stayed in marriages, for example, for 20 and 30, 40 years, hoping and praying for change. It's not going to happen. No. So people need to understand this so that if you come to the conclusion that you're dealing with someone who has a serious personality disorder, and, and you can do that, they, they don't necessarily have to be diagnosed by a professional. Um, you need to understand that they're not going to change and you need to factor that into your decisions for your own life as you mm -hmm. move forward. Yeah, really good points because, uh, you know, we've heard long ago, a woman will marry someone and say, oh, I'm going to change them. Well, you can't change anyone who doesn't want to be changed, regardless of right. psychopath or otherwise. Um, but, you know, and it makes sense if it's genetic, why would it just switch off at 40? It doesn't make sense. It's, it's ingrained in the person. Um, but I'm so glad you were able to come chat on this. Really, it's hope hopefully open the eyes or begin to make people want to go deeper get a copy of your book at lovefraud.com senior sociopath how to recognize and escape lifelong abusers to really get privy uh, are anyone in your life whether you're dating them or just you know maybe business partners or someone a client whatever it might be just to become aware uh that these people exist and to educate yourself i i really thank you donna anderson for coming to savvy broadcasting today is there thank anything you you'd like to leave with our audience before we leave 
Well, um, you know, a lot of people get into these situations and it can be very devastating. And I'd like to say that you can recover from it. In fact, uh, about a year and a half after I divorced uh, my sociopathic ex, um, I met another man and we've been happily married for 17 years. So you, it can be overcome. Yay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Don Anderson, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.